272 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I am Kurt, joined this week by my cartoony co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right. That is right, Kurt. Uh, we're coming at you this week with the Hawaiian print tartan edition of the cast. Put the beautiful lays and flowers of the Hawaiian Islands on your kilt. Wear it in the Highlands. <laughs> Is there an origin to that, no. or is that just what we're I just woke up? I'm week? like, ah, Hawaiian print tartans. That's my <laughs> that's my generically uh, non English UK accent from from the Hall of Wandering Accents. <laughs> it's okay. Could have been worse. Could have been this movie. Could have been yeah. anything. Anything picked from this movie. Anything from this movie would have been far worse. Fucking uh, just do that. Put that. Put all this shit. Put all of all of Space Jam Two in a bingo spinner, and get anything. It's better than that accent. I'll take it. Take it. it um, or worse than the accent. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't. Uh, Jake, I'm. I'm lost. I'm lost in the server. Lost in the server verse, Jake. Where are we? The Serververse, we are coming at you live from this fucking writer's room, which is chaos, dude. Chaos control. They have none of the emeralds, because they don't... That This would have made the movie better. God damn, dude. Was this written by six-year-olds? No, um, I think it was written by Algy Rhythm. Algy <laughs> Rhythm came out to, to write this fucking script? It's a. It's like a you three see, level. What you don't know is that this is this is a documentary. <laughs> I would believe it because it, it was like it was shot and written like a fucking documentary about how shitty Warner Brothers movies can be sometimes. Except for LeBron. Yeah, I love how they like showing you all their properties. Look at all this, all these much better movies you could be watching on your HBO Max subscription instead of wasting your time with this shit. Right. I literally I, I think I'll I'll break out the hot take right now that this movie is is the cinematic equivalent of a CBT routine at a high level SM shop. There's a lot of value, a lot of artistry, a lot of money that went into this, but it fucking hurted. It hurted me the whole entire way through. It didn't hurt. It hurted me. I don't know. First off, that's a very interesting comparison to just have sitting around oh i didn't have Secondly, it sitting around i was thinking about this i'm like what is the what is this what is this like because holy shit the budget on this was was off the fucking charts but but it was garbo it was it was satan's it was satan's dog water out here it was artistry in like i guess that creative people worked on it but the art they made in many cases, wasn't great. Like, a lot of the CG looked pretty fucking bad. Mm, um, yeah. Like, the some of the green screen... I don't know too. why they had to change the Looney Tunes over to being 3D models when they looked so much better as 2D. <laughs> <laughs> Those 2D sections, they took everyone like that was working on the Batman movies 
Those are the only animation people left at Warner Brothers. They're working on that and the Animaniacs reboot, and they're like, all right, fuck it. Put them in this movie. You well, know? I mean, even some of the, like, the Looney Tunes antics like works better when it's that 2D animation. And they really had to, like, I don't know, things just felt very, like, goofy. Soulless. I mean, Soulless. there was, when there they, was when a distinct lack of antics when they when they went to 3D because they didn't want to stretch and squish the fucking 3D models. They're like, that's not what the now plot you told move me. like robots. That's not what the plot told. The plot told me that they were. Um, we they only were rigged one skeleton. I don't know what the plot the told me because the plot was muddled. There was a plot. LeBron yeah, is dude. the best. He's the, he's the king that. and he's the king and everyone wants a piece of him. Oh, so you that kind of king. Oh, Jake's camera Chaos. doesn't want to focus. <laughs> this movie yes, it this? doesn't want to focus. So, much, so, Jake, I think your camera was actually used to film the trailer <laughs> as we move on to Trey Watch here for Blue Bayou, which is the first trailer I've ever seen to be completely out of focus. <laughs> yeah, I especially like. I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything to say about this trailer because if I say anything, it'll probably be like racist or something. Or no, it's not. A good... Um, it's <laughs> no. It's, an, it's a bad. It's, it's a bad sign, movie. Jake. Um, I don't know. It it seems like it's fine. Uh, there's a Cajun Korean man who uh, was adopted <laughs> when he was three, and now ICE is trying to deport him. Cajun. His food is too good. Okay, you try to put a Cajun twist He's on Korean power- barbecue. If he, I don't think if so. If he puts a fucking restaurant up, my God, the world is over. <laughs> the U.S. People GDP will be pouring will across the border. <laughs> People will stop working and just go to his restaurant. We can't have this. <laughs> How would you even say that, Peter? Cajun. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you guys. Um, this looks like. Uh, I don't know. It's like the only. Cajun. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's the only Oscar movie that I've, Oscar Bay movie that I've seen, uh, this year. But it's certainly an early contender. Sure. Or it's a, it, uh, if it's is, good, is is <laughs> reaching. Feels like he could definitely uh, tug on some heartstrings. I mm-hmm. I feel like there needs to be like more. Uh, I feel when like I there say, needs to be more also, of like good actors in it, and it might be only him that like really pulls out the performance. So maybe like. Best main mm. actor, leading actor? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It, it's kind of... It's... it's The performance is weird, because there are a lot of elements of it that are kind of cartoony, but it's in this very serious drama. Yeah. So that kind of um, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'll, I might watch it. At some point, if it shows up at Redbox and it's like, hey, I remember this movie. Um, but I don't think I'll seek it out. Um, if you're into uh, topical uh, family dramas, then uh, this is right up your alley. Mm. It should yeah, have what, been Hispanic, what? though. I don't know, because that's the current, the meta. That's the well. current U.S. meta right now. Well, that's the flip, right? It's it's talking about the the ice deportations that you don't see, oh. which is as I as I understand it, a lot of it is, well, this isn't that, but a lot of it is actually like visas, 
people come over for like work visas and education visas and it just sure. runs out. And before I don't I don't think they were like keeping on those people about about work visas. Yeah, I I'm not sure about like the premise here cuz I feel I believe and his last name's LeBlanc. So chances are that either is either like a French couple adopted him from Korea and brought him to the US or a American couple, which I think is heavily implied in the uh, mm-hmm. the trailer, adopted him. And I believe when that happens, they are granted some form of citizenship. They get like a green card of some sort for being the adopted child of U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he'd be eligible to be deported. I'm not 100% on that. Don't quote me on that. But I a lot of people yeah. where I grew up who couldn't have their own children adopted children from like Russia and shit. Yeah, I guess it really depends on where his they were citizens. Are. Like where, where his parents were from. If your adoptive parents were not U.S. citizens at the time of your adoption and subsequently became naturalized U.S. citizens before you turned 18, you may have automatically acquired citizenship. Okay, so this is a very thin premise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess it's just kind of trying to highlight maybe the technicalities of citizenship and how it can be a sliding scale. Oh, you they they weren't citizenships citizens citizens yet, and then maybe they got a later. I don't know if don't they're know. trying to highlight like a problem with the system. This like, is all about how that. it's a political how legally accurate this movie is yep. is going to be. <laughs> I think it's they're just trying to tell an immigration story without being too on the nose about or maybe it's uh yeah Justin Chan who is the main character uh, is directing this so he just wanted a vehicle for himself and thought that the immigration now, angle say, would be a very compelling story. You see they're trying to slander our great lord savior Donald J Trump, okay? The J stands for Jesus. The J stands <laughs> for genius and the T it's just a cross without a hat. Much like yeah. Donald Trump, who does not have a hat. What are you talking about? That furry hat he wears all the time. <laughs> and the teeth. Does he not make the, the pose of the Christ whenever he talks? He says... This is the pose of the Christ? <laughs> <laughs> With his small hands? <laughs> he goes, they want to crucify me. Like, My tiny oh, orange hands are coming for the White House, baby. I am. I am you only need one by the Bible. For that cross. <laughs> um, not really a trailer, but uh, I guess an announcement that uh, Deadpool is officially crossed over into the MCU because they're they made a. Oh, is that what that was about? Trailer reaction to Free Guy with Deadpool and Korg. Well, I don't. I don't really know. I. I don't know if it's yet. I mean, I guess, yeah, this is technically... I mean, yes. (laughs) I mean... But it's not a movie. That's the thing. It's like they've done promotional shit all the time, and it might not necessarily be, like, real. But have they done promotional shit with the X-Men yet? The answer is no. No, well... I mean, mean, I think there's there's intent to bring Deadpool to the MCU in the short term. Sure. I mean, I, I and I guess this would technically count as his first appearance. Well, I think we're going to see a lot more in the show. What if like what's going to be like the future for 
Marvel. I think What If is going to set up the X-Men. Uh, that's why they haven't shown any of that yet. Uh, because the ending of Loki kind of, you know, set up just avenues to that. Yeah, here's our basically. here's our quick Loki review and and discussion for for like 5 minutes. All right. So as we said before, Loki is a is a vehicle for Tom Hiddleston for for fans to download some more Tom Hiddleston. Um only reason he's lasted this long in the franchise. Yep. And then and then some other people wanted Owen Wilson. I was like, okay, more Owen, Owen Wilson. I could take that. Um, but uh, th- things happen in the story. But but the most important thing that happens, I guess, is at the end, um, Kang is set up as he's going to be, I guess, the next phase villain. Because he was the guy at the end of time. And now the one timeline, the one Marvel timeline, has now split into the multiversal timeline, and now all the timelines are in a multiverse war. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you say that because I Google Kang, and because I wasn't sure if he was the character I thought he was. Uh, and the first story that pops up is the rap. No, that wasn't Kang the Conqueror in the Loki finale. <laughs> no, it was Kang the Conqueror. It was. It literally. Why? It's no that. Is literally the actor who's going to be in well, Quantumania let's, let's, playing Let's King. see what they have to say. Let's see what they have okay. to say. Well, they're wrong, whatever they say. Um, dumbasses. Do, 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 do. Majors had been cast as MCU's Kang, though his appearance in Loki specifically was never confirmed. Yes. Okay. That, they that, never... That, I'm, I'm still reading, Jake. <laughs> Kurt, we don't have time for you to read a whole long-winded essay by some... Debutante, needle dick, little boy. Phil Owen, he's calling you out. <laughs> Phil Owen, get your shit together. Meet me at the flagpole after ninth period. Okay, if you don't know what illusions are, with an A, not I. Basically, we're going to have a submit. If that's Kang. It is literally the backstory. He who remains of Kang the Conqueror. You see, there's more ways to say. I've been dead by many names. A ruler. It's Kang. Then the the show saying, "Oh, my name's Kang." (laughs) So I think the angle they're playing is that, um many versions of this entity exist in the multiverse and this one specifically was not Kang. Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a that's the wrong angle. <laughs> either either way, either way, now there's a big old multiverse so now they yes. can integrate all this shit yes. from from it's, everywhere. The, the reason can, why he's Kang the Conqueror is and because it'll never be as he, popular as it was in 2019. He literally <laughs> described the fact that he he was a scientist in the 31st century, which is King of the Conqueror. Uh, uh, trying to think of his name, uh, Richard something. I forgot what it was. Anyways, he was a scientist. He found out about the multiverse, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go find my other selves who are also scientists, and we're gonna collab." We're gonna we're gonna do some some uh, collaboration and make all this scientific shit, and then they end up fighting with each other. See, that's the backstory for King the Conqueror, and that was told in Loki. You don't need to like just straight up spurt out his name. 
But how so, will they know? How will you know otherwise? Hmm. Well, I don't know. The credits of Quantumania. I don't know. Look at that. It's Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror. Oh, no. <laughs> See, everybody thinks Marvel's doing, like, 4D chess. After, like, people were thinking Mephisto was going to be the villain in WandaVision. And then it was just Jake. somebody new. <laughs> you also thought Mephisto was going to be the villain in WandaVision. Sure, I did, yeah. But turns out, they're not. Just like in, just like in... You're holding the mirror to yourself yeah. there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not... A lot of people were thinking it was going to be Mephisto, because they wanted to be Mephisto. And then it was just somebody else. It was Agatha Harkness was the, the main villain. And in End of Loki, they were like, who's the main villain here? Could it be another Loki? Could it be the the man at the end of time? Is it, you know, fucking another Thanos? Is it Access? And then the obvious answer was Kang the entire time, and it turns out it's just Kang. Just like the the more obvious answer in uh, WandaVision. This is why Agatha. I kind of hate the, uh, the Disney Plus series route they're taking. Because they release them week by week, and it, it leads everyone to speculate and they get like so caught up in their own fucking fan theories sure but they, i mean people they throw love it. hissy fits well i, I mean I some people throw hissy fits some people are like yeah it's it's the the you know if you get it right you get the gloating rates if you get it wrong you get the oh shoot well i liked it anyways so and no one remembers and no one remembers and in a week everybody will forget about it yeah i remember i remember everything jonathan Jonathan, um, where were you in sixth grade, Jonathan? I don't know what so that is. Sixth grade. Loki go was good. Middle school. It was a fun. <laughs> it was a fun show to watch. I would recommend people to go watch it before if they, they made the sixth grade ring. Um, did anyone watch the Turning Red? Oh yeah, teaser. I well, did. it was a teaser. Um, it just set up the premise. Whenever I, that little girl gets um, embarrassed, she turns into a giant red panda. I knew the premise mm. beforehand. Didn't realize it was a giant. Well, which red is panda. it, Jake? A giant panda or a red panda? They're no, different animals. giant red. It's panda. like Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's yeah. It's a yoke. <laughs> I can see it clearly in the trailer. Oh, uh, red pandas have like raccoon masks, don't they? Yeah, they got some black around the eyes. What did you say? Raccoon. You know the the Dragon Ball Z character, raccoon. Hmm. Raccoons, Rankins. Okay. Do do you need to to have it pronounced? No, no, no. It's just I, Rankin, like, I, like I just want to make scale. sure you were pronouncing it uh, wrong, and you did. Okay, it's okay. Moving on. Um, anyways, yes, the raccoon mask that the giant red panda wears is prevalent. And uh, I don't know. Oh, I guess some don't have. I guess maybe males have the dark around the eyes, and females really? don't. Strange. I'm looking at pictures of red pandas and not all of them have the dark around the eye yeah they're kind of cute though they're adorable they're they're like little I, what what species are they most closely related to pandas they kind of uh, look like red, raccoons obviously a reddish a red panda is a reddish brown, a, a, a waddling gate oh it waddles it is roughly yeah, the size clumsy. of a domestic cat with a longer body it's arboreal. It's mainly bamboos. I guess that's where it gets the panda designation from. When you pay one green and uh, cast it, I knew and it enters the battlefield. Does, How did I does, know? 
Do you... It's also known <laughs> as you play the a lesser panda from your hand. The red bear cat and the red cat bear. What about the bear cat bear? What about the bear bear cat cat? What about the categorically barical? What about the bear? Why has no one invented the bearsicle yet? It's like a it's a it would be like a fluffy vanilla icicle cream cone, but with a polar bear eye dots on it. I, I lost I the faculty for, for sure. language when, when said, How am I gonna run this podcast? <laughs> when you said bearsicle, I don't know why, but my thought went straight to a, a bike for bears. They have the you know? And I'm like, why would anyone invent that? You don't you want to give bears more speed? You want to see They'll take over, speed. Peter. They'll take over. Next thing we you can't know, we have pull the, up against the bears. Next thing you know, we have the newest entry in the Tour de France. Say goodbye Barry to humans Barrington. winning that shit. I mean, Paddington Bear already fucking set the land speed record <laughs> for the Tour de France, like for that one French village. Yep. Confirmed. Oh, gracious. And he didn't even fucking fail his doping test like every other Tour de France <laughs> no. winner. He found he that two he balls. He pissed marmalade. <laughs> marmalade is a secret. The red panther panda is considered a living fossil and only distant relative of the giant panda. This is naturally more close related to the superfamily Mustaludia, which is a common ancestor of both pandas. I That's think, interesting. So um, I guess it is It is a straight panda. So uh, the, the most important thing about this uh, teaser trailer was the fact that in one of the background shots, trying to find it, I'll give you the exact minute and second. Yes. Well, yes. It, there's only 35 seconds in. You can see the little girl or boy, I can't tell, looks a little bit androgynous. With the eye, eye, eye maple leaf Canada shirt mm-hmm. on. She's got a little diabetes patch on there. We finally have those like type 1 or type 2 diabetes. Wait, 35 seconds, you say? Yeah. Look at that. She's got that little patch. Little nicotine uh, patch they're, for they're, diabetes. I, I see I Disney see is finally catching up to South too. Park in the realm of progressiveness. <laughs> Maybe it's 34 seconds. And I might have been over it. I'm scrubbing through. Yeah, she's got that little patch on her arm. She's playing with a tech deck. She knows what's up. She's got to uh, take her insulin in an hour. Just press a button. Yeah. Well, now it's like a chip in your wrist, right? Where you just like, you beep, boop, boop. Well, it depends on what you get. There's a lot of different technologies. Like you can get a port, there. a port where you just like stick the thing in and you just shoot your insulin into this little plastic doodad hanging out your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Little, I think uh, the chip in your wrist measures your blood cord. sugar levels without um, yeah. pricking you. Without needing to, to prick you. You just you hold your phone up. It's got maybe an NFC chip, and then the government is like, got them. And, <laughs> and then people, software developers, have made games that like you get points for maintaining your blood sugar. Is it like what? Is it like kids. bulk time? Yes. Or like awesome. uh, Django? Well, the- well, it's to encourage kids to check their blood sugar and make sure they're not you know going to lose a fucking foot because they have diabetes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I'm, all I'm saying is I want Solar Boy Django, but with your blood sugar level. <laughs> Commander Keen with blood sugar. <laughs> Far away back. Wait, did Commander Keen have like a work. weird like meter system? I don't think so. Oh, okay. You could have just like 
he he jumps if your blood sugar is on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what's the weirdest game you could fucking adapt to blood sugar? And that was what came into my blood sugar Tetris. My head. Blood sugar <laughs> civilization. The, the, the better your blood sugar is, the more line pieces you get. <laughs> well, I'll just let's just all play Captain Novelin. What a great video game that was. The Control Your Diabetes Platformer. <laughs> I'm done oh, with that. Oh, man. All right. So that's that's all the trailers. There weren't a lot of trailers. Yeah, I think the only one I had, the only other one I had was after we fell, in, after we fell, after we fell trailer. Yeah, no, it was just after we fell. Yeah. Tra- I hate that title. Ugh. Apparently, this is, is the, the third chapter in a series I've never heard of, and for good reason. So after we fell, uh, we got back up and continued our lives because we're normal human beings. Unlike these people. No, these is... people, after they fell, they fucked. And then they hate each other, and they, I just, I hate, I don't want to live in this house. I don't, I want a divorce, Mom. Yeah, this Get is, me out um... of this place. This is, this is the worst, like, this is the most disgusting relationship I've seen in a fair bit. Um... It's not. I don't think it's the worst, but it's real bad. And it's there's. Aggressive. I hope there's not people. I hope in vain, but I hope there's not people who watch this and like this is romance. This is yeah, right. This is what I want out of my relationship. It's like she's like cheating on him, or like tempting to cheat on him, and he's like an angry London man. It's just. just it's not good for anybody, really. Yeah. They're hurling like spite and vitriol at each other. Like, but let's fuck though in the hot tub. That'll make up for everything. And somehow they're going to like come out okay. Is that what? No, I hope not. I I really hope not. I really hope she gets with the waiter. Why am I invested? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, it's got its claws into you. It's the reality TV (gasps) formula. (laughs) It's Kristen. I thought this was like a weird... She's subliminally putting these messages in my mind to watch these rom-coms. I thought this was a weird Fifty Shades spinoff for a second. Yeah, right. For a hot second. Because they're they're in Seattle, and there's like simmering romantic comments Twilight the book trilogy. (laughs) Is Twilight not the weird Fifty Shades spinoff? If you don't know your history. (laughs) Or the other way. Yeah, I, I know it's the other way, but if you don't know your history, then you can just say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, True. just look at the 45th president. <laughs> yep. Just make shit up. And Reality is what I you. can say. It is. You know what we can't if make up? If you're the grift. Any more trailers. I couldn't no, if I tried. Looking at the, the state of the cinematic world today. The fucking, the broke, creatively bankrupt Hollywood landscape. Uh, All right, so let's take a look at the box office to see how these soulless Hollywood cash grabs are uh, are doing in their quest to grab some cash. Uh, for last weekend, to the surprise of no one, Black Widow is in the top spot. Oh, um, not a good movie. Don't 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 see it in the theater. Um, I would I would give you normally when I say that I would suggest something else. For you to see in the theater, but the pickings are kind of slim here. Um, yeah, I, honestly. Okay, <laughs> save your money <laughs> for a better movie to come out. Guys, just wait. 
hold the ground. I've seen better people holding, like, the AMC apes. I would rather hold a piece of avocado toast. 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 Uh, Black Widow is over $206 million worldwide at the box office. And I think, at least for the opening weekend, I had read that Disney had put out that I think it made like $65 million from Disney Plus Premier Access buys. So that number is probably closer to 80 at this point. Yeah. Well, who knows? I don't know how many people are buying Black Widow a second time or waited <laughs> a week. <laughs> Oh, you know, I heard good reviews about this last week, so I'll buy it now. Said no one ever. Um, in second place, F9, the Fast Saga. Family. F stands for family now. F is for family. Netflix. <laughs> the next Fast and Furious is going to be a Netflix exclusive. People have been goofing <laughs> on Vin Diesel, though, and it's like storming his Twitter with like family. Does anything he posts, it's just... I love how it took fucking nine of these fucking movies where that's, like, all his dialogue for people to finally catch on to that. Fam. We've been making that joke for four years now. <laughs> um. Anyway, that brought in $11 million, down 50% from last week. It's made half a bill worldwide. The Boss Baby Family Business down forty four point five percent. Would you say the, the family place. business? Oh, family business. My bad. I added an extra article. No, I was gonna say family business the, from fa- from Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, family. Dom Toretto family. is the Boss Baby. Confirmed. Um, forty two million worldwide for that. The Forever Purge, which happens. Due to a lack of options to be our spotlight film for this week. Um, that brought in a respectable $7.1 million in its second week. Uh, down 43%. Made $39 million worldwide. Uh, a little more international box office uh, this time. Maybe it just released overseas last week. Because I remember last week it had like... Zero fucking uh, international box office. So critically, it's got a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 53% on Metacritic, and a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 78% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus is The Forever Purge fails to fully engage with its most frighteningly timely themes, but the franchise remains largely, albeit bluntly, effective. But who gives a fuck what professional critics have to say? They're on the take. They get paid for this. There's too much money involved. You need to go to people who have no financial stake in writing reviews and no professional training to write those reviews. <laughs> they work on the barter you system. These, you find those people in the IMDb user review section. And, oh boy, I don't know what your guy's shit looked like, but mine was... Fairly slim pickings for entertaining reviews. Did your guys get political? Um, There were a few that were like, it's always been political. Um, In fact, I'll I'll just read that one right now from JCB Bullock. His review of The Forever Purge, an 8 out of 10. They've always been political. 
submitted July 5th, 2021. I'm giving this film an 8 out of 10 for this series alone. Many people are leaving reviews quoting liberal Hollywood and wokeness, hyphen, basically saying this film is too concerned with white supremacy being an issue in America. Here's a take from a white man. I assume these people leaving these reviews have failed to realize that they've always been political. But now that we've brought a topical issue into the franchise, it's just too far left. Are you upset that you are watching a movie where your actions and beliefs aren't hailed as heroism? Sure, the writing is very cheesy and cliche in several scenes. Many moments are obviously coming from the get-go. That's the way these movies are and always have been. So if you're going to the cinema, an asterisk for some reason, to watch another mediocre action movie from a mediocre franchise, that's on you. If you don't care for the subject matter or direction because it hits a little too close to home again, there's a hyphen between home and again for some reason, that's on you. Set aside your white savior complex for two hours. I promise you'll, I promise you it'll do a world of good. 14 out of 40 found that helpful. Wow. Um, so I don't think I'm going to read this one, but I do have to give an honorary mention to uh, this person who did it. Jake, we, we read a 10-star review of Birth of the Nation on this show. What are you afraid of? Uh, no, no, it's it, it's <laughs> not a good review. It's just got a good title. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and I think it's, it's worth a drink. So 1 out of 10, the title is 0.5 out of 5. Technically, yeah. Drink every time you hear find one of those reviews. Uh, but this is a good one. This caught my eye. Because I'm in the 1 out of 10 section, I don't expect a title like this. Money well spent. Warning spoilers. Oh. Interesting. I've Interesting been take. Uh, ellipses on opposite day. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Not, not going to lie. You had me in the first half. <laughs> So money well spent on opposite day, dot, dot, dot. Well, this is what the world has come to, dash, more political, quote, white man, bad propaganda, whoever is, wait, they never finished their quote, what the, oh yeah, no, 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 never mind, shut up, shut up, Jake, what the fuck. Uh, whoever is, quote, really behind this movie does not like America. While the first two purges were kind of fun slash funny, this one appears to be made for obvious negative reasons. On top of all that, it was implausible and ridiculous. The first ones were? Not? I mean, <laughs> the whole premise is crime is legal for a night. How the rich Texan ranch people had no firearm readiness... And black savior self-sacrificing and Mexican women nurturer of everything tropes. They even managed to have the white male apology slash self-deprecation that is becoming a norm. And notice that not so subtle placement of the Confederate flag. Complete trash. I just feel bad money was wasted on this drivel. 44 out of 64 found that helpful. No bad, no bad. Wow. I mean, that's... Oh, oh boy. That left a there, racist taste in my mouth. Mm. The the political... Uh, no, the uh, the demographic makeup of IMDb user reviews is starting to mm -hmm. shape in my mind here. I'll, I'll have to go back 
to to the if this feels like a behind the if that's like the guy in the Walmart, this is like the lady behind the Walmart. Because <laughs> there's another one. There's like a there's like a seventy five out of one thirty five. person hangs out be- behind behind the Walmart? It Peter. It's not. <laughs> it's I don't know. It just it starts out good and then and then it hits me at the end. All right, uh, patient zero. Uh, their five out of ten review. Snowflakes are melting. <laughs> this film was so so, just as full of cheap thrills as the rest of the Purge movies. The acting wasn't terrible. The violence and effects were as shocking as expected. The storyline was just as crappy as all the Purge movies. The movie is a fictional version of America, just like the rest of the Purge movies. Obviously, there are a lot of people in the reviews who are very triggered by some of the concepts. Guess people don't like seeing a mirror held up to the absurdity of how half the country sees the other half. Was it cringy to see a Nazi yell the names of guns? Remember when we all agreed Nazis were bad and stupid? Well, if you think this movie was political because it pointed out that these are bad guys, then maybe you need to think about how you align morally. Remember... Jesus loves you, but you will be judged. Zero out of two. Found that helpful. Yeah, that is that is a weird world we live in now, where like Nazis were like the one thing you could. That's why there's so many like movies and games about World War Two because they're like the one group you can shit on with no one getting mad at you. But that's not even the case anymore. Yeah. Hitler was. I mean, always- I think I think the like punch of Nazi people. Are a little raw. You just don't go around assaulting people for the political beliefs. But Hitler, remember, everybody. they're bad people. Hitler was only bad when he became a globalist. Before that, he was just a globalist. A, he was just a simple man with one trying to make doing Germany math. great again. He I, liked he liked the arts. He had appreciation for the arts. Um, and you know he turned Germany's economy around. He really did. Yeah, <laughs> turned it. The one for the fucking you turn into the gutter. <laughs> well, I mean, creating a war machine is very good for your nation's economy, mm-hmm. uh, and it did. He did help pull Germany out of the hyperinflation. Uh, Look what it's done and, for America. <laughs> well, that's why. That's why we're trying to to go to war with China now. I guess. Hell yeah, dude! Like, I like nine. That. F-22s into the China Sea. What is that going to be called? I mean, like, we had the war in Iraq, we had the Cold War. What's the Chinese war going to be called? Sesame chicken? What What are you guys talking about? I don't even know anymore, man. Okay, so, um, I guess yesterday, it was announced that the U.S. is going to deploy from Hawaii into, like, Guam. Uh, whoa, whoa. like twelve F twenty two stealth fighters for a exercise near China as a sh- demonstration of of force because there's growing tensions in that region. That's cool. Over shit like Taiwan. Um, so I'm not saying we're gonna go to war with China anytime soon. I'm just saying that tensions are escalating between the two countries. Yes. Hey, yo, there's job security for me, baby. <laughs> jets need radars. The jets need radar so they can find the fucking pass. And now we make missiles. 
That was that was oh, a yeah. blind jab at the Jets' performance. I don't know how they actually play because I haven't fucking watched a game with them in it in They'll probably be good a this year. year. <laughs> They'll be good this year. Actual Jets. Okay, we're going now. We got another. They've got they got a good new coach. I mean, Adam Gase is gone, so that alone will raise their level of play several notches. Um, but they got a new quarterback. They got actual offensive line and receivers, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Secondary, still a little iffy, but the pass rush is good, so we should get shouldn't need to have great corners if they can get to the quarterback. <laughs> All right, uh, 10 out of 10 review for the Forever, Forever Purge by Awesome21765. The best Purge movie by now. Don't know by what now? that means. By now. Okay. Don't let the reviews fool you. The Purge has always been an underrated franchise, in my opinion. Oh, that's a uh, take a drink for don't listen to the negative reviews. <sighs> Each chapter of the Purge franchise was special in some ways. The Forever Purge takes things to a new level. This is the first franchise that managed to combine horror with action in a distinctively good way. And it was fresh compared to the amount of tedious supernatural horrors that we get all the time. The Purge, colon, basic home invasion horror movie slash The Purge Anarchy, colon, the best cinematography slash the purge election year colon more creepiness slash the per the first purge colon more ethnic slash the forever purge colon apocalyptic and in parentheses best relatable characters i'm gonna need a visual oh you will you will ask and ye shall receive um personally I wouldn't mind a new installment if they're going to stick to the maturity and seriousness that I felt in the forever. Maturity and seriousness. In the forever. In the forever. That plus I accidentally added on. That wasn't in the text. I see. I like how it says apocalyptic and, and they put in parentheses, best relatable characters. So if you follow the rules of grammar, you're not supposed to technically read what's in the parentheses as part of the sentence. So that sentence ends with apocalyptic and. <laughs> it's, it's Don't the know beautiful... why. 13 out of 32 found that helpful. It's like, it's like grammar punk. You're just like, I'm going <laughs> to screw your rules of written conventions. Well, okay, yeah, I yeah. got. Uh, I just have too many to like pick from, in in terms of like good one one out of tens. Um, so I'm just gonna stick with the first one that I had, because <laughs> there's <clears throat> just from the titles. Uh, we got we got so political. Uh, we've got political leftist agenda movie, and I can just see some all caps in here, uh, including BLM and Antifa from 2020 was all caps. Oh no. Boy, no. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to do this one. <clears throat> now, this isn't technically a good review because they walked out early, but one out of 10, clearly propaganda by Malice O'Connor. Well, I mean, there are people who will, you know, not just give reviews, but give awards for movies that they have not only, you know, yeah. walked out of early, but never seen. And sometimes, yeah, no, movies who, I mean, can... who does that? Can be so bad to a person 
that they will they will walk out early. Uh, you should never you like know, give a review they will or like feral themselves away if the movie yeah, is bad enough. You should never you should like you should never so give a review awful. or like give an award to somebody who hasn't seen a movie before or hasn't seen the full movie. Like if you're basing your opinion based off like other people's reviews and clips that you've seen and compile them into some sort of idea about what the movie was about. Fucking kill yeah, yourself. That's, that's not a, not a good way to be. <laughs> no, you should feel bad about yourself. And there must have been something going on at your time that made you feel that way. <laughs> it was Jake's time. That was something wrong with your fucking brain. Some miswiring of neurons, you dumb idiot. I'm looking at myself in Discord for some reason. <laughs> We're all looking at you, Jake. So this, I'm looking at myself, man. I'm Probably so we can we can get you. I said we are all looking at you, or you're not part of that collective. No. Read, read, read your review, Jake. Read, read your review. Please. You're breaking my brain right now. <laughs> read Stop. your review. I'm giving you a simple direction. Read your review. Clearly propaganda, just like this just was propaganda about get out i walked out of this one it was terrible got out (laughs) they got out they they're getting out he watched it for 20 minutes it was like get out it was terrible i couldn't stomach one more second of this politically hold on i gotta put on my maga hat i walked out of this one it was terrible I couldn't stomach one more second of this politically motivated movie. To anyone who says all the Purge movies were political, I do not know if you recall the very first Purge movie wasn't political. It was a story that was set in a dystopian society that lived in (laughs) chaos for one night. To live the rest of the year in peace. It didn't need any political message. Although they added some B in Hollywood. And moreover, it was about the family unit. (laughs) The nature of communities and overall human nature. It was the it was only the further down the purge series it went. More with this guy. Oh my god. Uh it was only lines. (laughs) This this guy's (laughs) writing is breaking me. It was only the further down the Purge series it went more political each movie following. What? What is this sentence structure? Is this a sentence? (sighs) Dash hyphen that political message translated all the way to eliminate all entertainment and become an overt political propaganda film. 28 out of 42 found this helpful. I want this tattoo on the inside of my ass cheeks. <laughs> it, so when I'm it 40 only and I go for the colonoscopy, they open up and they say, the doctor goes, it was only the further down the Purge <laughs> series. It went more political each movie following. What the fuck? And what does that even mean? And then you're like fucking so high on. The only like punctuation after that is a higher anesthetic. And and now for perhaps uh, one of the only reviews of the movie, uh, I think <laughs> in this whole slew, um, we've have Beyond the Rain six out of ten review. Uh, so bad it's funny. 
even get a good old Wilhelm scream. Classic. <laughs> Worst of the five films, easily. You you get a Bane slash Mad Max looking character, and even a robot newborn baby. It might even beat American <laughs> Sniper's baby doll. To top it off, you get Sharknado CGI fires. The Halloween Kills trailer before the film put this to shame as well. I never watched the Purge TV series, but for some reason this felt like one big episode of that. The last Purge film had a wild serial killer roaming around named Skeletor. That was honestly scarier than this. Skeletor? 11 out of 28. Found it helpful. He gave that a 6, and the fucking behind the Walmart review gave it a 4 out of 10. Behind the Walmart review. Oh, Jesus. But if you actually want to know what the fuck the actual person thinks of the movie and not the politics of the movie, that's, that's probably the best bet. Yeah. Unfortunately, there were no one out of tens that were like, no, this is just actually a bad, like a poorly made movie. Just not a very good movie. Yeah. It's no good. Just no good. Just no good. You're no good. I want to see Baby, it. Baby, you're no good. Who knows? Maybe I won't see it, and I'll award it movie of the year. Oh, everything balanced. Um, let's see here. We have Quiet Place Part Two, just beneath um, Forever Purge, three point one five million. Cruella in sixth place with uh, two point three million. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard down in 7th with 1.6. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway in 8th, 1.26. Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, $655,000, good enough for ninth place. And Zola hanging out in 10th. Was Raya's the last man standing now? Yeah, 19 weeks of Raya. 33 thousand dollars this week people still spending money to see raya the last dragon in a movie theater it's wild well when it's free on disney plus well i i think we said this <laughs> early like there's a little bit of this that kids movies have typically longer tales than um i guess more adult movies I guess that's that's more aimed at like the really young uh, people movies, like the little kids movies. But it, I think it applies uh, here to a degree as well. Are you forgetting about the War of Grandpa, the most mature and sophisticated movie to come out in twenty twenty <laughs> and twenty twenty one? It had equal share in both of those years. It did. It certainly did. <laughs> uh my lord. Um, let's see what we got here. Gaming news. That's the thing that we do next on the show. Um, so in Hunt Showdown, which is a game, they have a new map uh, full of spooky swamps. And in this spooky swamp, rest Shrek's house. <laughs> they put Shrek in their video game that's on one map. This is, uh, this is the article. There's an image there. I don't know if that's photoshopped, um, but Dude, the that actual looks so fun. That has <laughs> so to be photoshopped. Fun. There's no fucking way that's not photoshopped. All right. the The actual still from the uh, game is 
blurred out in the bottom of the article, and it is oh, in okay. fact Shrek's house. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I guess they couldn't legally put Shrek himself into the game. Shrek was not available for comment. We we've reached out to Shrek, who has not uh, returned a request for comment at this time. <laughs> he said, "Get out of my swamp." Hunt Showdown is a battle royale game um, with good audio design and brutal shootouts. So if you're in the mood for a battle royale title and you like Shrek, maybe give Hunt Showdown. This is right a up your show Hunt Down. Give it, give it, give it a looky loo. Um, Death Stranding's director is cut isn't a director's a cut according to. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Quote, in the game, it's not what was cut, but what was additionally produced that was included. So if you, if you fought, if you played Death Stranding, it was like, there's not enough shit in this game. Then, well, the director's cut's for you. <laughs> and you alone, because no one else feels that way. I want more walking. Um, let's see, what, does he have any, uh, a director's cut in a movie is an additional edit to, sh- to a shortened version that was either released reluctantly because the director did not have the right to edit it, or because the running time had to be shortened, said Kojima. In the game, it's not what was cut, but what was traditionally produced that was included. Director's plus, question mark, so in my opinion, I don't like to call it a director's cut. Of course, Death Stranding's director's cut. Is nothing new to games. Game of the Year edition filter. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, so it's more fucking Death Stranding shit. If you didn't get enough Kojima the last time around, you're going to get more Kojima because he made new Kojima for you. More Kojima. (laughs) Speaking of, I I downloaded I bought uh, Phantom Pain during the summer sale. I should install that and start playing that. Uh, Psychonauts 2 will controversially have a invincibility toggle, which has brought out uh, gatekeepers to video game difficulty uh, protesting such a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, according to Double Fire, there's no, like, fucking, uh, like, you're not going to not get credit for beating Psychonauts 2 with the invincibility toggle on. Um, I don't care if you don't want to play with the invincibility toggle on, then don't play with it on. Yeah, I no, don't see why this is, somebody this is somebody can an issue. is evil and they're ruining fucking, the game industry. I'm sure there will be achievements for beating it on higher difficulties as there are with literally every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not like we had cheat codes as far back as the arcades um it's not like mario one of the most beloved how many motherfuckers out there as a beat the game for you mode oh you know the super guide in mario which if you fuck up enough times on a level the computer says oh you're a stupid baby i'm gonna beat this level for you now then which mario uh new super mario bros oh okay that's dope. The one I haven't played. Yes. <laughs> Let me see. Um, 
yeah, like I don't, I don't think anyone should really be bothered by this at all. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Well, I'm pissed off. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, Super Guide was in uh, Mar- Mario Galaxy too. Uh, also, I guess I'm just not that. I'm, I guess I'm not as bad at Mario as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. See, if uh, you're good, then it's not a problem. You don't even know. Yeah, it's like who gives a fuck? Um, oh no. And there have there have been games that like if you die enough, they like automatically give you they or they give you the option to turn something on to make it a little bit easier or something like that. Yeah, so. like they they'll insult you, like fucking was it God of War that did this? Some game did this recently that I played for a review on the show. And it's like if you died enough times, you'd be like, "Do you want to turn the difficulty down off of uh, hard or whatever I was playing on?" I'm like, "No, fuck you! I'll figure this out." <laughs> it's like it's easy mode, lowest difficulty. Do you want to just turn it off? <laughs> hey, you seem you to be struggling. Break? Maybe, maybe you lower the difficulty. Well, maybe you lower your fucking face to the ground so I stomp on it. <laughs> maybe you eat a dick, game. Netflix's new Monster Hunter film is giving a popular NPC the spotlight. That's right. In case you wanted another Monster Hunter film, less than a calendar year after the last Monster Hunter film, um, Netflix has got you covered, releasing an animated Monster Hunter movie next month, uh, focusing on a young ace cadet. Uh, Monster Hunter Legends, the Guild of the Guild, Legends of the Guild, is Stephen F. Yamamoto's directorial debut, having previously racked up credits for his visual effects work on Transformers, World War Z, and the rebooted, rebooted TMNT Turtles films. So he's a Michael Bay disciple. Wonderful. Um, uh, follows a young ace cadet from Monster Hunter Ultimate 4. You may also recognize him as an excitable A-lister from Monster Hunter World. Um... It's a short movie that's only an hour long. Speaking so, uh, of Mila Djokovic, did you know that uh, the girl in the Black Widow movie in the beginning is her daughter? Which the girl? one who was supposed to play the one who was playing Natasha as like oh a, young Natasha young young Natasha was Mila Djokovic's daughter, and I during the movie I was like, that looks like a she did kind of look Mila. familiar. Yeah, I was like, that looks like a small Mila Djokovic. <laughs> Turns out it was. Well, I mean, from from what I saw, granted it was only like 15 minutes, she's already a better actor than her mother. <laughs> yeah. She made me feel things. All right, so I guess, I guess uh, the big gaming news story this week is that uh, Valve has entered the handheld PC game thing space this is not a new product there have been companies that have made these for several years now but it's it's valve doing it now so everyone's acting like this is the first time this has ever happened uh the steam deck it is a amd zen 2 based chip apu chip with uh eight compute units and four cores and eight threads so it's a pretty decent apu it should be okay for most things on 720p but they're advertising its ability to be docked and played on tv there it's going to struggle um if you want to play at anything above 720p um it also runs steam os so 
I'm sure there will be a way to put windows on it eventually, mm-hmm. but at least in the beginning, and probably if you want to keep your warranty, you'll have to run SteamOS, which is not the most compatible because it's Linux with a lot of games. So popular games such as Destiny, Apex Legends, PUBG, and Siege will not be compatible on the Steam Deck, at least initially. Uh, Proton development is active, and to be honest, Linux has gotten a lot better with gaming over the past, uh, like, even three years, I'd say. But it's still a long way to go from catching up with Windows. Um, Steam Deck... Uh, the base model sells for $499 and has 64 gigabytes of flash storage on it. Uh, you can bump up to... Um, wait, uh, these are Canadian dollars. Yeah, that was Canadian dollars, my bad. Oh, um, <laughs> that's fake money. <laughs> Canadian ruples. Yeah, so there's a $399 tier and a... Hold on, let me pull up Steam. Oh, uh, I got it. $399 okay. for 64 gigabytes, $529 for 256 gigabytes and 649 for 512 gigabytes so and the, it is an mvme ssd on the models instead of a flash chip um but the uh the features the only features also on the uh higher tier model are uh anti-glare at glass um an exclusive carrying case instead of just the carrying case that you give the other two models Oh, um, yeah. Um, exclusive also, Steam profile and a virtual keyboard theme. You're also talking about the NVMe SSD storage, uh, but the cheaper one, the 64 gigabytes and EMMC. Yeah, it's just uh, that's flash. Yeah. So it's okay. like it's oh, like what's on the Switch. Okay. Um, internally. So um, I'm uh, and you sure can... it's expandable by a micro yes. SD card. Yep. All three versions will let you increase it with the micro SD, mm-hmm. at least. So. So um, my three takeaways from this. One, it has finger triggers, which is an objective mark of quality. Two. Yes. Um, it's got some funky buttons. We can recycle all of our Nintendo NX discussion points for another <laughs> round going around. And three, this might give you competition on your Slay the Spider machine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the reviews on this. I'm not convinced this is something I want to buy. Um, I'll have to see what the battery life is like. Number one, that's gonna be an important consideration. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the advantage here is that you buy this and you have your whole Steam library available to play. Oh, everything that's compatible on Linux. Let me uh, let me wind it back from that. Uh, but you'll have a good chunk of your Steam library that you can play on it and Steam sales. So you're not going to have to pay $60 for an eight-year-old game like you do on the Switch sometimes. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't know. Like, I think $399 for the base model, that's, a, that's an okay price point when you look at the Switch OLED coming in just $50 less expensive. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's still $400. It's a good, it's a good start, I think. And I, I hope, I hope it sells well. It's, it's a weird thing. Cause like I personally wouldn't get it, 
But if they came out with something a little bit better around the same price point, I probably would look into it. But I want it to sell well, so they come out with another iteration that you know gives more 1080p support, maybe you know cross finger 4K or something, you know bigger I, screen, unless you, know, you a little bit more features. in a dock. Like I don't even know how you're gonna do it with a, any reasonable price point unless you're willing to sell the hardware at a loss. Wait, which is maybe Valve is willing to do. Um. There's an official dock. I don't know if it comes with it or not, um, but it's just a USB sub, USB C hub. Okay. So you can use this. You could use a switch dock or gotcha. uh, another hub of sorts. The issue with these is always going to be um, you're limited to you're not. They're not making a custom SOC like. Nintendo is. So they're using more or less off the shelf parts and they're limited to APUs and APUs are, are fine entry points. But they just do not have the GPU power to play more demanding games at good frame rates like you're going to have a switch like gaming experience on many titles. It's going to be 720p 30 FPS on a lot of like bigger titles. Like if you try to play control on this, I it maybe will run at 30 FPS. Uh, I mean, Doom Eternal is really well optimized, so that would probably run at 60, no problem. Um, but you're not going to be able to play on the highest settings. So, you know, it, it's compromised. Like it's, this is a handheld. This is a handheld gaming PC. There have been other companies that have taken a stab at this and most of the reviews I've seen come to the conclusion that the technology is just not there yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if this is any different. I don't think it is because from at least what I've been able to source from the spec sheet, it looks very similar in terms of hardware to a lot of these other machines that have come out in the past couple of years. I um, mean, re realistically, if you were to buy one, which which like gigabyte version would you buy because i would be pushing for the 529 or the or the, the 256 or the 512 uh and that's a lot of money 650 yeah to get like the, the five terabyte the 512 version is pretty overpriced in my opinion like i know the portability is the main selling point but for 650 at least in a normal time when gpus are available like, that's a decent gaming PC mm -hmm. you can make for that. It's yeah. going to run circles around the Steam Deck, and you can put Windows on it, so you can play all your games. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're just looking for a couple of games, buy a Switch for half the cost, less than half so the they're, cost. They're, they're so they're saying that they partnered with AMD uh, for a custom APU optimized for handheld gaming, um, which uses... RDNA 2, which I, is what you have on the uh, 6800 XT and whatnot uh, compute units. So it is more powerful than uh, something you can probably get off the shelf right now as far as an APU goes. But I don't know. Well, I'm going to wait for reviews. If you want it, you can reserve 
it now for five dollars. Um, but here, you're gonna be waiting a while before you get it in hand. Uh, expected ship availability is quarter two of 2022. Mm. Uh, or if you're dumb, you can jump on eBay and buy someone's earlier reservation for six times the fucking cost. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, don't um, do that. There, there are going to be some killers to this, if, if there are any killers. And it's going to be like the battery life. It's going to be the performance. Uh, you know, if people are seeing too many games, just like losing a lot of frames and being real choppy. Uh, especially if you're like, if you're going from a pc where you're running 60 frames per second like easy on a normal game and then you have to like downgrade such a a hard take a hard hit uh well the resolution helps with that because it is a 720p screen so you're not even with the resolution 800 well i mean like 720p is a lot easier to run on the gpu end but can the cpu keep up is where that that kind of factors, and then the how, things. and then how long you're going to be able to play it too? That's that's uh, I think. I think battery is the real killer here because, yeah. I mean, the, that's the issue that all handheld devices have these days is it's very difficult to have power and good battery life. You have to choose right now because battery technology hasn't evolved a whole lot in the past like 25 years um that's why like you know the game gear and shit had terrible battery life and now the switch and 3ds xl have bad battery life because we've been kind of like stuck on lithium ion as our top battery technology for a while now and until we have that next breakthrough yeah in battery technology we're gonna be kind of limited in what sort of performance we can expect from a handheld device Solid state batteries, come on, let's go, baby. Graphene batteries, where you at? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, hey, we were saying we were gonna get a Switch Pro. This is it. This is Y'all your Switch happy? Pro, baby. <laughs> this is your Switch Pro. Uh, yeah, I guess Except it is it priced. None of... <laughs> I guess it's yeah. sort of priced how a Switch Pro would have been priced. You know, it's it's fifty dollars. Uh, it's a uh, what? I guess a hundred. Hundred dollars more for the middle tier one than the Switch OLED. Although so, I will say this, um, I don't know. like this doesn't have the specs that you would have hoped from a Switch Pro. Like the screen's still not 1080p. It's not even OLED. I don't think. Um, uh, where's the screen? Resolution. 12. Yeah, LCD touchscreen. Yep. Yeah. And seven inches. I don't know what the Switch is. I think this new Switch OLED seven inches, so okay. it's so, like it's a it, lateral move from the Switch OLED in a lot of ways. It, if you're you know, willing it's funny. to, if you're in the market for that, then if you can stretch fifty dollars, maybe. But if you already have a Switch, I have a hard time recommending this. The screen looks so much smaller because the rest of it is so huge. That's the other thing. So it's that's, not particularly portable. <laughs> yeah, it's a big. This is a chunky boy. Uh, what was it? Uh, it's like a pound, yeah, one point four seven pounds, and I think the switch is like point six, point eight pounds. So it's a chunky boy, and just get ready to notice that Bicep when you're you know, curls. Yeah, you're gonna be curling this bad boy. <laughs> Witness me. You're gonna be doing reps on the bus. 
And then it's going to die in 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, until it dies. And then that's all you have. We're going to have a bunch of swole gamer kids because they're just curling their fucking Steam Deck once the battery dies 20 minutes into their game of Hades. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. And thermals also will be uh, quite interesting to see, too. Yeah, uh, how they cool overheat. Because I feel like I've had my Switch and I've played that handheld and it's gotten a little toasty. It gets so. it gets toasty. There's not a lot of uh, heat dissipation it is. Uh-huh. in that. It's a big old coaster. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe when it dies and it's cooling off, you can put your coffee on it like a coaster and, uh, you know, it'll warm your coffee back up. <laughs> so, like, the, the advantage this has, like, what I want to see is, like, can this have will eventually the capability to put windows on this exist because in that case then it opens up a interesting use case scenario where this could kind of be that laptop tablet hybrid that companies have been trying to make for a long time because if you can run your windows apps on this uh with like a decent virtual keyboard or like a a Bluetooth keyboard or whatever, then you can like kind of use this as your laptop. And it's a lot more compact to form factor than a laptop. Um, You know what would be amazing and why I don't understand, maybe it has to be like directly connected, but my uh, Android Auto, and I think Apple CarPlay does the same thing. When you have to type something in on your screen, it switches to the keyboard on your phone. And I'm like, you already have your phone on you. Why doesn't this like connect Bluetooth to your phone, and then just use that keyboard? Yeah, that's it, not I, a bad it's idea. Because like, because I would think like a, a having a separate keyboard would be a little bit bulky, you know. And then it's something less you have to buy as well. Hmm. Who knows? Just thinking outside the box. Look at me being all thoughtful and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh I'm excited to see some reviews out of this. It's though. interesting. Yeah, I am excited for this part. Like I I this is something that I have wanted for a while. Like and we started to see them come out cuz I've mentioned on the show before that it'd be great to have like a PC switch. Mm-hmm. Um but I've also lamented that the parts for such a thing to like really perform admirably aren't aren't really there yet but we'll see how this does maybe maybe valve did work really hard with amd on the custom chip that has the right balance and they they crammed enough battery into there maybe the fucking they used every available inch of space in the like controller do- part to <laughs> there's a memory extra sticks batteries in the thumbs um maybe this is a really elegant device but uh we'll we'll wait and see uh, but that is the, the big, somewhat exciting news. And hey, maybe China will get these and then reverse engineer them and we'll have hey, yeah. somewhat competitive the, alternatives. The Huawei or something like that. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, the, the witching hour has come. We must no. talk now about Space Jam no. 2, a new legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.K.A. LeBron James chasing a legacy that he will never have. I'm trying to think of there was you are one Michael joke. Jordan. There was literally one joke that did bust my gut, and I'm trying to remember what it was. We'll probably get there. Um, yeah. So as I said before, 
good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> no, um, painful. Many things. I had to walk away. I had to walk away at points. Um, I was alternatively, you know, trying to keep my BAC under control. I was alternating between Canadian Club, Shamboard, and Pepsi um, for all the times I was taking shots. This thing is scum-fucking-diculous by the end of this. This is disgusting glass because I was shooting. I My kidneys hurt this morning. I, I needed to drink away the pain. Yeah, I made uh, green tea shots with Diane, and she checked out like 15 minutes into this movie, and so I had to drink the rest of them, and I, I got numb toward the middle of it, I did, and I, I pulled it out, I did the old uh, America the Motion Picture Maneuver, grabbed my Switch and started playing Slay the Spire halfway through this movie, so I was half paying attention. Um, this is bad like and i've said this before like i was under no illusion this was going to be good the first space jam if you remove the 90s nostalgia of it is not a very good movie um and so the 25 years later new fucking corporate dystopia we live in yeah reboot uh probably wasn't going to be good either uh, the thing that struck me most is that the fucking people playing LeBron's kids are not his actual kids. These are paid actors, and they are fucking horrible. If they were his kids, gonna... I could understand. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's probably his kids and his wife, and it's like, no. Nope, not, not even his actual family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would have, I think that would have been better is to like throw there in at least been chemistry, family. yeah. <laughs> and then oh, it's, it's starting to that come back to That would have maybe made cast. LeBron look a little bit better. You know, <laughs> if you put him next to a pile of dog shit, it makes him look like a better pile of dog I shit. I don't know, Jake. It, fucking LeBron James made Tommy Wiseau look like Marlon fucking Brando. <laughs> Man, okay. I don't know if I'm saying this right. No, dad, you are. Um, and this whole movie is exists for one purpose only and that is to actually two purposes it is to remind you of all the properties that warner brothers owns and to feed lebron james's ego um which should never need to be fed because it's already the biggest fucking ego in sports um there was there was one joke i chuckled at where they uh where bugs bunny was like trying to figure out why he's here. And he asked him, did you run out of teams to play for? And I laughed at that. <laughs> um, That's funny. That was about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you could have taken a, even, even just uh, his name. I think you could have taken a shot every time you heard them say his name. And it's not or like King James. Yes. King Take a James. shot every time they call him King. You're, That's not your fucking name, dude. It's LeBron. They didn't call Michael Jordan his airness every three seconds in the original Space Jam. They didn't. Now they did in this one. Well, once. Uh, there was also there's one fucking cameo that I enjoyed of all the soulless cameos they put into this, and that was the Monstars at the end okay, of the basketball yes. game. Yep. Looking all sad. I really. And I was like, why weren't you in the movie? You would have been better than you whatever been a the fuck villain this was. Than- Something they just created out of nowhere. Fucking Don Cheadle. 
just Don Cheadle stole the show. He, yeah, because he was the, the only oh. fucking actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Don Cheadle, how much did they pay you for this? What? He he was fucking blitzed on set, I guarantee you. He was fucking either high, drunk, or both for 90% of the shooting of this movie. Just that kind of like where you're having a good time and you don't, you're just, you're chilling, you don't care. Like, I I guess I got a fucking movie to shoot or whatever. I don't care. I'm hanging out with LeBron James. Well, I'm sure he was just chilling in his trailer and they were like smoking cigars and and doing, doing some drinking. And then it'd be like, oh, Don, you're up. We got to film your. Mm-hmm. It's your time to film like your 20 fucking minutes of footage in front of the green screen. And he's like, oh, that's me. And got he it. just ja- jaunted onto the green screen, fucking Don cheetled it up and went home. I feel like they did like a week vacate. They like they enticed LeBron out with like a week vacation of shooting. And that's where they did well, all the live Well, this movie has actually been in development for years. LeBron James has wanted to do a Space Jam like, I think we first saw a poster for this in, like, 2016. It was, like, the early days of this show. Peter and I commented on this. Oh, this is a thing that's going to happen. All right, whatever. And then here we are some five years later, mm-hmm. and it's finally out, and it's just the most soulless, hollow, empty, poorly written, poorly acted movie that i have seen since fucking double down (laughs) i i'm just thinking about like just trying to get behind the the surface of this movie like i like i said i feel like this is they had to plug all their stuff on for hbo max um they had to get their budget settled for the end of the year and spend everything they needed to spend um that includes all their workers who had stuff who had like quotas or what you know. I don't know how they choose their projects, how the how the reams of of uh, CG artists and digital artists do they choose their project? Are they assigned their projects? Did they get dibs? They're I like, I kind of want to do Space Jam. It'll probably be an easy ish assignment, and like I'll be I on Space Jam. My kids will love it. I believe, and I don't know how this works, and if like studios have their own in house teams, obviously then that'll change this whole thing but there are several visual effects studios like the orphanage and ilm and uh i think renegade might be one of the other ones Mm -hmm. and i think they bid on these projects like people for government contracts make their bids and whoever makes the best bid gets it and they fucking excuse me do their visual effects and the movie comes out and they don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. my god! I can't. I wanted to uh, screenshot the bit that made me laugh my ass off. Uh, HBO Max has like a, a like a print screen or snipping tool recognition software oh. that blacks out whatever you're trying to like print screen. <laughs> oh no! What dicks? Come on. Okay, I guess I'll describe it to you. It's when remember the Marvin the Martian shows up. Mm, yes. That bit. Great, great. Hmm. Yep. There was one bit in there where he pulls out his ray gun and is like, ooh, you're trying to steal my ship. I'm going to shoot you. And he oh, cycles yeah. through the different settings on the gun. Freeze ray, and shrink one ray. one of them is Charles, comma, comma, ray. ray. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's so fucking funny. That's good. Mm-hmm. I will give it credit <laughs> in that some of the Looney Tunes bit, and like only like two or three, uh, 
Looney Tunes bits felt more like Looney Tunes humor than anything in the original Space Jam. That was one of my big complaints about the original Space Jam, is that the Looney Tunes weren't very funny or likable or loony. Mm. Um, like Looney Tunes back in action had better Looney Tunes shit in it. Yeah. Which is a sad statement to yeah. make, but it's true. Um, um, I think they got around a lot of those kind of issues because... Th- for a lot of these, same thing with Tom and Jerry, where they were like, oh, we got to do like the animation mixed with live action thing. And that take I feel like that takes up a lot of uh, resources where if they did what they did in this, where um, well, I'm just going to shoot through to the first to that section. All right. LeBron James, he's LeBron There's James. And he to goes to Warner Brothers about in this movie. <laughs> and Don Cheadle sucks him into Tron. Um <laughs> Which, although it's not Tron, it's a, that's a Disney property. Yes, uh, it's, it's the serververse. <laughs> and he goes to Toon World, and there is a good five-minute kind of segment where it's just LeBron and Bugs in Toon World doing, like, Looney Tunes stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. I The person, the person who directed that sequence, I, I felt like they actually cared. They actually yeah. cared a little bit about what this thing was going to look like. That was good. That was, was I was acceptable. like, oh, yeah. oh my, is is this about to like turn around? I yeah, thought so when it was they got into around. the server verse, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe once they're in here and they can get the, the fucking likable characters into the movie, then maybe this will turn around. And it, it there's like three or four moments where like you don't actively hate the movie. I don't want to say they're good moments because that's maybe giving them a little too much credit. But you're not actively hating the movie as you're watching them. And it's mostly the stuff with the Looney Tunes in, in the beginning when they're gathering them all up and they mm-hmm. fucking even know. even like seeing the Looney Tunes like cosplay in different universes and stuff, I, I actually kinda would like more of that, even though it's kinda cringy at sometimes. I I liked that sort of it was just interesting. I didn't expect that sort of thing and it it showed they were taking advantage of this like universe where there's different plans. I mean, it was stuff. more interesting than the fucking basketball game. I'm literally killing Peter with that statement. I'm <laughs> I'll sorry. I'll give you that because just, I'm I'm literally <laughs> vibrating out of my fucking skin right now because <laughs> when I that sequence that hurt my soul, it killed me in half. I was killed in half by that. Scene. Will will you will you not admit though that it was at least visually more interesting than the basketball game that took forty five minutes of this movie? Yes, but when I saw, I thought when they cut to Austin Powers footage and Elmer Fudd, that was the best came, part of the movie. I walked away. I'm like, how? You, fuck this movie. It's awful. I mean, it wasn't was like just... the best. Part, it was the best part of the movie because it was the only like. They just took a better movie and put it in there. Like I know, and I hate them for it. <laughs> well, it just reminded me to be like, when I watched that, like I was like, oh, that's obvi- That's uh, by default the funniest thing that's going to be in this movie because it's Austin Powers. And then I was like, should I just go watch Austin Powers right now instead of finishing this movie? Yeah. Um, and it gave you the out. That's why it's the best part of the movie, Peter. It gives you the out. You're like, oh, right. 
they own Austin Powers. That's probably on this HBO Max thing. Let me watch that shit instead of finishing Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When I saw it, I'm like, how dare you fucking defile Austin Powers by association with this film? <laughs> I, I honestly thought you would hate it more than I did. Like, I, I literally walked downstairs from away from my computer for a good five minutes after I saw that first shot. I'm like, no, please stop. Well, it's kind of like, imagine you're in a dark swamp in Vietnam and the trees are talking to you. And then you see this flare rise up and you're like, oh, help. And then it fades away and you forget where it was and then you're charging for the swamp again. The Austin Powers clip was my flare in the dark Vietnamese swamp. <laughs> it was like, oh, some humor, actual humor, and then it's gone. I guess I, I will not deny you that. Uh, the Hufflepuff. There's there's some more blatant shit like the Hufflepuff thing where he's like, guys, I'm a, oh, Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. Even though Potter, Pottermore is like not active right now at all. Um, that was yeah, that was kind of a blatant like go take go take the HBO Witch House or your quiz. Remember those? Take one of those. Yeah, it, it was kind of interesting seeing like just how many like or, or, IPs. Of I don't know. I don't know dead. much about the Harry Potter universe. Are Hufflepuffs all incredibly vain? Is that why he's a Hufflepuff? No, no I thought it, I thought Hufflepuff were like supposed to be like the the smarty. Pants, Hufflepuffs the, the are, nerds. I think, mostly because he's an athlete. So Hufflepuffs are like the bros, oh, not really? like Gryffindors, like the the like the snooty. Like I'm a I'm an alpha male boy, gonna take the world by the balls. I'm a pro. I'm an, right. I'm a serious protagonist. Where Hufflepuffs are like I'm a friend <laughs> I'm the to people. I'm cool. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna. They're like the dude who cooks you spaghetti at two in the morning because you're like okay. you're, you got the munchies. I got, Hufflepuff is the most inclusive among the four houses, valuing hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play rather than a particular aptitude in its students. The brownies is PEGs. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, I would have thought, guess, like, I guess it's a Hufflepuff. I don't know. I would have thought LeBron would be Slytherin just because, like, even not even with the evil context or whatever, just as someone who is ambitious and and wants yes, to play. clearly is ambition. Wants to be the best. I got put in. At when any I cost. took the quiz, I think I was a Slytherin because of. I guess that checks out because I play black and magic a lot. Mm. <laughs> Same sort of concept and appeal. I don't think I ever took it. Yeah. Um,. I was I was I forced I, to. I think if I did, I, I think I got. Because I remember when that was like really, really popular. It was like, oh, take the quiz. Ah, I maybe I got Ravenclaw. I don't yeah, remember. I, I think I got Ravenclaw, and I got like a fucking salmon as my Patronus. I don't remember what my Patronus was. <laughs> a salmon as your Patronus sucks. Yeah, bro. Can't do shit. It could fucking flop like a fish. Blah, 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 blah. Get, so this is also the Rick and Morty reference in this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> reference? It's not a reference. They just show up and like, here's the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And I'm like, Morty's like, oh jeez, I won't out and see what I just saw, Rick. Yeah. Don't mind the the incredibly mature right? themes of Rick and I Morty thought... that we're not going to even touch upon. Which, so it's I mean, like, oh, they're out of character. Even when Rick is like, buy dum-dums. Yeah, that's not what he would say. He would buy you assholes. Yeah. That's I, more uh, like... Yeah. Morty, Rick. That to me, like, 
because it's not it's not to say that, that kind of thing hasn't happened for where they put an extremely mature character in an ostensibly kids movie. Um, let's not like how they had Pennywise in this movie and yeah. the fucking Frost King from Game of Thrones and oh, the fucking even... Droogs from A Clockwork Orange. But we can't <sighs> have Pepe Le Pew. He's too problematic a character. Okay. He doesn't respect no means no. Pennywise, he eats children. That's fine. We can we can have him in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the Clockwork Orange characters, that was banned in the UK for a good while because of because they the first scene. Oh woman in like the first 20 minutes of that movie. Yep. No, the opening scene is them raping a woman. The opening scene. They don't waste any time. And then there was a very gratuitous rape scene later on. Very Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yes. There, there, there were two there, rape there's, scenes. There's, in there's that actually movie. quite a few and then very very violent. Yes, very problematic characters. Uh but those and they are just fine. drink milk. They drink uh, their fight milk. That's <laughs> <laughs> their fight milk. Well, they do, like, in A Clockwork Orange, they drink some, like, I don't remember what it was supposed to be, but it was, like, a milky substance that, like, fueled them up for their night of fucking debauchery. Oh, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I do remember there was a scene where they're just in a club drinking milk out of a, a mannequin's tits. That's I was like, yeah. Fight milk. <laughs> okay with this part. Four bodyguards. Wasn't okay 20 minutes ago when you were raping a woman on, on stage. And, and then we're the just fucking, gonna... like, yeah. that that it's a, it's a rough movie to watch. Uh, it's not, like, yeah. um, as uh, the violence in it isn't quite as shocking as I'm sure it was at the time. Because you've had years of people fucking trying to up the ante with that shit. But it's, it's yeah. still... Especially if you watch it today with the fucking very, very graphic sexual assaults. Mm. Pretty, pretty shocking. And they all uh, showed the up to we're watch talking about game. all these other movies is because it's fucking more interesting than Space Jam. Yeah. This movie, above all else, was boring. They, yeah, they like so- pretty much put a full length basketball game in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure the runtime of the basketball scene tss, was, is like 45 minutes, yeah. and a actual game of basketball has a game clock of 48 minutes. It was it was a two hour movie, yeah. Um, it sure fucking was a two hour movie. Did not need to be a two hour movie. Shouldn't have been a two hour movie. This again, no. this the whole premise, like the themes uh, and the outcomes of the game, also kind of. Of weirdly backfired on it because like the whole the general theme was um like i i think i think it was like you gotta Being be yourself. you but you also gotta work hard but dad knows best but he's gotta listen to the kids which results in lebron beating his his uh stage son at his own creation and thus <laughs> upending any sense that he'll ever be yes. better and then and then fucking the best part about this is like even this whole movie's about LeBron. LeBron's got to have like the biggest ego in all of fucking sports because like everything is I. I did this. So he's having his heart to heart with his son. He's like, I'm still learning to be a better father. I want you to do this. I want what's best for you. It's like the whole fucking theme you're trying to stay here is that the kid should like be able to explore what he wants, but you're you're using a lot of I statements here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it just LeBron has to be the one who, who wins because he's the guy who who always wins the stuff, even though it's he's the even though he's not in the finals this year. Oopsie. Ooh. Ooh, rough. Got, who did they? Who yeah, did they lose wished. to? Who did the Lakers lose to? Uh, Lakers. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch the B. I don't watch Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's. I think that's like the thing that irks me the most about this entire movie was the fact that it was just a suck fest for LeBron, and you just couldn't escape that shit. They lost to the Phoenix Suns and. Six games. Oof. That is. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, I guess we can go through some of the some of the the plot in this. Um, well, so I mean, the plot is are. just he gets sucked into the serververse with his son because they mm-hmm. add a plot convenience, and, and then he, he has gets, to his son gets Oliver to... twisted. Yeah, they are. They do a cool thing in the beginning where. He's at the Warner Brothers and their studios or whatever. And they're pitching him like movie ideas. And Sarah Silverman's in there to pitch him a new movie. And Steven Yun. They got like two B slash A list actors to like come in for five fucking seconds of the movie. And I was confused. But because they're like, do you want to be in Space Jam for two seconds and get paid a decent chunk of money? So, which I, I don't get. Whatever. But I, I get money. They were I understand like, understand money. I understand that perfectly. And the chance, also the chance for to be in a different uh, production or script, because that's that's what I feel like is how these go. It's like, okay, you're in this movie. Now you get to be in this one. Yeah. yeah. And you Maybe get to keep your SAG membership active. Mm-hmm. Plenty of um, benefits. Gotta have so, that, that health insurance. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, and that, so there's, they're doing this whole bit about like, having LeBron star in a movie and how easy they can just import him into a movie. My favorite line and in the movie he's like, comes after this. No, man, I'm not going to do that shit. That shit's dumb. Well, and my I'm favorite like, line right. is like, oh, athletes acting, that never works out well. I'm like, that's the most self-aware line in this entire fucking movie. And, just, and I went to Diane and I told her that and she's like, she really said that? I'm like, yeah, they probably wrote it after he did the screen test. And then I sashayed like, out of there. We just gotta, nice. we just gotta hang enough lampshades. We just, just hang them everywhere. That'll save us. <laughs> well, they save went us. to Lampshade uh, Depot's like, blowout closing out of business sale, <laughs> and they have to hang them somewhere. Uh, um, yeah, they get sucked in the servers. He gets the Looney Tunes. He wants a team of like Batman and and Trinity and all that, and they fucking. Go over the top references with all their Warner Brothers properties, and then they have their forty-five minute basketball game, and of course they win in the end. But LeBron doesn't pass to his son, who's wide open for the corner three, no. uh, because that would be character growth. He just he just fucking gets another power up and dunks it himself, and uh, the day is saved, and nothing was learned, nothing was gained, and uh, everyone lost two hours of their fucking lives. Yeah. That's yep. Space Jam too. Uh, and if Bugs you... Bunny sacrifices himself. He steps on the sacrificial. People landmine. looking at him like he's the motherfucking glitch. <laughs> oh, Tell me, people don't look at me like I'm the glitch. 
But she yeah. was on the side of the video game. That, that was one of my was one of my small my small gripes was how they how they described the video game. But that's movies never get video games, right? So I, oh, like, I have I had uh, many gripes with how they describe technology in video games. It's like that's no, that's not how that fucking works. Now, if the Space saying... Jam game is anything like how this game looks, if there's a Space Jam movie tie-in game, I will I will jump out my fucking window. We'll stream it for eight weeks straight until we beat it at completion. Mm-hmm. All right, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, don't waste your fucking time. It's not worth it. It's not even like so bad. It's good. It's largely boring. It is offensive in in several ways to several different groups of people. Um, people actually paid money to see this in the theater. Uh, sue bad. Warner Brothers. Open up a class action lawsuit against Warner Brothers. I'm sure. My eyes bled. All you have to do is submit fucking Space Jam to a new legacy into the court as evidence and any jury in the land will rule in your fucking favor. <laughs> so that's my advice to you. Go find a lawyer. Go find yourself a vicious Jew lawyer to, to open up the class action lawsuit for you and make some make uh, bucks. And uh, uh, if all you need to know is that this movie has a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. On IMDb yeah. of all places. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, there is an 83% audience score, and I'm flabbergasted. That can't that be right. Fact. That's that the, audience score. Uh, that's last being night. astroturfed heavily. That's the yeah. only explanation. Because um, IMDb ratings are by audience. Um, yeah, it's it's a fucking trash bag of, of a movie. Don't don't watch it ever. All right, yep. so agreed. That's that's Space Jam two. Uh, we'll be back streaming tonight, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, maybe Risk of Rain. Maybe we check out uh, the new Borderlands three directors cut stuff or the the For the King DLC. Uh, who knows? I don't know. We'll figure it out together at some point, probably twenty minutes before we go live. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Uh, check out soundstuds.com for links to our YouTube channels, which have stream archives and uh, reviews of other shit. And uh, our Twitch, which is obviously twitch.tv backslash Saturn Studs. Um, you can support the show by donating at the link in the description or uh, just leaving us a review helps a ton. Uh, we are getting some pretty good engagement uh numbers of late and i want to thank all our spanish language listeners <laughs> i don't know what you find so entertaining about this show but i'm glad you we do love you <laughs> we love having you here keep on coming back say i must all right uh until next time be well stay safe and party like it's 1995 peace bye-bye <laughs>